When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, folks. Mark Ludlow here with the Fearless Mindset Podcast. And uh, we're changing up the format with uh, guest lineup for the fall. Um, actually, my business partner, Frank Mir, is actually a patient of Eric Stocker there in, down in South America. And I want to give a plug out for Frank Mir. He uh, holds the UFC records for most submissions, as you guys all know. You guys know he's been on my show many times. And uh, we're uh, launching the tr- Ronin training system coming this fall. But I want to bring on Eric because he has a unique story uh, for you listeners. Um, he came from you know a real real estate world where he ran a REIT and he ran that business pretty successfully. And uh, I just want to tell his story of going from that industry to what he's doing now because it's very unique and interesting. And I think a lot of you veterans listening to the show, a lot of you law enforcement folks listening to the show, a lot of you athletes in MMA world, UFC, Miss Martial Arts, and pro athletes, this would be something you want to hear about. Because as you get older, the body starts falling apart. And Eric has the answers for those bodies falling apart. Welcome to the show, Eric. Mark, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. You know, I was uh, researching on Maximum. I kind of read an op-ed you did in Maximum about uh, the, the bioaccelerator. And um, I was like, holy crap. And uh, I know Frank's been doing, he did posts on Instagram quite a bit on what he does. I'm like, wow. It's pretty wild to me that that's available. However, the FDA in America does not allow it. It's kind of, I don't know if it's pharmaceutical control or profiteering. I don't know, but I'm glad you found a way to treat this because it sounds like it treats veterans with uh, PTSD issues and many other things besides, you know, muscle recovery. So yeah, take us on a, on a journey, tell us a story of you and what's going on down there. Okay. Yeah, perfect. And I, I'd love to get back to that Maxim article because that was one of my favorites in the sense that <laughs> it's a, a moonshot goal of mine. And, and one of the reasons I transitioned from being just a regular business guy to being a, a business guy in the medical field and in experimental medical technology. Um, but I, I, my moon, moonshot is to make a hundred years old, the new 60. And that's what I talked about in the Maxim article. Um, but I'll, I'll back up a little bit. So I, as you mentioned, um, before transitioning into uh, founding the company BioAccelerator. Um, I'm the founder and the CEO of that company now. But before I did that, I was uh, running a real estate investment trust. I was the CEO of a, a single family home REIT that um, my partners and I just took public. And we had really just been capitalizing on the single family home market, specifically in the Southwest. I live in Arizona. I grew up in Arizona. Uh, so the market there was you know, hit very, very hard back in the 2008, 9, 10, that in that recession era. Um, and so we were capitalizing on, you know, picking up homes that were 60% of, you know, what you could build them for. And we did that in Texas and Las Vegas and in Arizona. So um, that's what I was doing. And when I was helping a friend market a property, and it was a, it was a beautiful resort property in Cabo San Lucas, and it wasn't even my listing. It was just a little bit of help in marketing. Uh, my friend said, hey, look, I, I'm getting really beat up here by Starwood and, and uh, the Hiltons of the world. You know, we're we're selling this beautiful property, 300 hectares on beachfront, but it's a little bit old and, you know, they're not giving us great offers. What what do you think we should do? 
And I said, Hey, listen, we're, we're here in Arizona and you know, we keep seeing this thing, medical tourism, medical tourism is huge here in Arizona and it is in Southern California and Texas, all those border towns. And, you know, people are going in droves across the border to get uh, plastic surgery and eyeglasses and braces and, you know, dental work, that kind of thing. So I just said, Hey, why don't you market? Why don't we start marketing to medical tourism professionals, practitioners? So we went to the plastic surgeons, we went to the ophthalmologist and we came across this group that uh, was practicing stem cell science in their laboratory, but they were ready to take it out of the laboratory because they had made some incredible discoveries and actually treated patients mostly through clinical trials in the university setting, but they really had some remarkable results that they were ready to share with the world. But to your earlier point, uh, they couldn't do it here in the United States. Um, The highest level technology is not able to be performed in the United States so they were looking for an offshore medical facility. We pitched them this property, didn't quite work. It, it didn't check mark enough boxes for a medical tourism facility like theirs. But over the course of a couple of years, uh, getting to know this group in particular, but more importantly, getting to know stem cell in general and the cellular therapy industry and how advanced it really was. Um, it wasn't that stuff that you heard on the news that it was controversial, which happened in the past, but, you know, there's no more controversial sourcing of stem cells and it wasn't as antiquated and it wasn't as futuristic as the news media might make it sound. It was happening right now and it was helping people right now. And so they needed business people, their doctors and scientists. I needed, um, you know, for, for my life, I needed something to leave a legacy of. And I was, happy. My investors were happy. The company was happy, you know, doing real estate, but this was tugging on the heartstrings. When I got to see that we were actually able to help people, uh, it it was a transition for me. So it wasn't fast, but it was uh, right time, right place and right interest. Sounds like a legacy thing for you too. hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. You know, the first thing that came to my mind when I started reading the, the Maxim article was like, what the heck does the FDA have against, you know, rejuvenating our cells with your therapy is top of the line technology. I is there must be some political lobbying thing going on in DC kicking some great medicine out the door. I mean, like what we just went through with COVID and COVID one and 1000 variants, whatever we're going through. It's like, I, I I'm not surprised. I guess I have to say, I'm not surprised by, you know, government control of pharmaceutical stuff or, you know, biocell treatment. What do you think of all that? Well, look, I mean, the pharmaceutical companies, for one, they're incredible. They've made some remarkable products. Um, They've saved a lot of lives, Um, but they're in the drug selling business, not the healthcare business. Um, And, you know, look, they have three lobbyists to every senator and every person in, in Congress. So they are putting a lot of money into creating what's good and in their best interest. Um, and, and, you know, in the United States specifically, especially because, you know, I spend a lot of time offshore and in, uh, you know, in our facility, which has to be offshore. Um, but in the United States specifically, the, the medical system is sick care, not health care. It's very reactive, not proactive. And you don't see that around the world and around the world and like countries like Colombia, where I'm at right now, um, they're not controlled by pharmaceutical companies. You know, you can buy, you can buy my look my a friend of mine uh, is is a diabetic type 1 and he can buy here the same package the same exact pharmaceutical product nothing's different 
same label. It's not a generic brand, the same exact thing for an 18th of the cost that you would get in the United States. So, you know, countries like this are just not controlled by the pharmaceutical companies. I don't know if that's what's going on in the the FDA. The truth is, and and I'm sorry to keep going on this, but the, the FDA, it's a complicated answer because to your point, yes, of course, there's some pharmaceutical control. There has to be. Um, it's in their best interest. They're, they're, they sell drugs. Um, what we do is not selling drugs. We get to the systemic root of a problem. Um, we heal people, and it might not be forever, um, but it's certainly your body is the miracle, and we're helping accelerate the healing. Um, but the, the FDA, they are a fantastic organization. They have fantastic leadership. They have helped save a lot of American lives. Um, they're here to protect us. So there's there's a lot of great things about the FDA, um, but they're a big bureaucracy. They are also um, you know, full of pharmaceutical influence and, and they're very slow to pivot because they're being safe and, uh, and that's okay. And the technology that we're administering at this point has advanced so quickly that I, I just feel that the FDA may be just a little bit behind in the way that they're they're able to keep up with the technology. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Totally agree from everything I'm seeing from like you get prescriptions and it's not available and supply chain issues, that type of thing. It's kind of wacky, but I totally agree with you there. Uh, Here's something I'm curious about in in your organization. How sought after are stem cell treatments by your patients? Well, they're incredibly sought after by people that have, well, for one, that people that educate themselves. So they don't have to be highly educated from a university, but our patients are typically people that are not just listening to the first thing that their doctor says, because, and I'm, look, I, I have a whole company full of doctors, okay? A lot of friends and family. And um, so this isn't anything against doctors, right. but specifically sure. in the United States, our, our medical system says that you prescribe drugs and surgery, mostly first, and then later you start trying other alternatives. And really, it, that kind of, in, in my opinion, should be flip-flopped. So our patients are typically people that think like that. They, they think, hey, I don't want to be cut open. I want that to be a last resort, not a first. And I don't want to take a bunch of drugs that have a bunch of side effects. Um, I, I want to try to heal myself and give myself the best shot at a long-term, long-lasting treatment. And so that's the patients that come to us. So, you know, a lot of it is internet and, and digital research. And you have to get through a lot of a lot of crap, to be honest with you, Mark. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that are claiming to, to do a lot more than they can. And Honestly, there's a lot of companies and great practitioners in the United States that understand regenerative medicine and cell therapy and think that they're administering good cell therapy, but really they, they don't understand that there's there's a, there's a lot that goes into keeping the cells viable and and um, really potent and and you know the, the best and most potent and pure and safe cells to administer. So our patients have to sift through a lot of misinformation before they get to the real information. But I'm telling you, we're we're booked out, uh, you know, six months in advance. And wow. uh, the problem as an entrepreneur that I'm trying to solve is is get you know getting more more butt more seats for the butts. Sure, <laughs> book those tickets and get down there to be treated. Um, what are the patient experiences so far you've been hearing about? Uh, you know, it, it, it's very anecdotal. Uh, you know, in the sense that uh, some of the 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 uh, follow-ups, you know, they take quite a bit of time. So our organization is different than a lot of other stem cell companies in the sense that we're not just buying stem cells from another laboratory. 
and injecting them in our patients. We actually harvest the stem cells. We culture expand the stem cells. We administer the stem cells. And then we have an innovation center and, a, and an epidemiology team that uh, follows up and, and writes clinical trials and research papers and case studies and that kind of thing. So um, that is a very long process. Uh, so we, we're in the middle of it with several indications. Um, with those indications, we see incredible results. One of the things that we specialize in that a lot of other stem cell companies don't is uh, spine and disc treatments, mm -hmm. uh, also spinal cord injury and neurological conditions. So we see remarkable results there. I'm sure you've seen our YouTube channel or, or social media. You've talked to Frank, you know, so we have a lot of athletes that also find us because of the um, fantastic results with orthopedic injuries. Um, but when I say anecdotal, a lot of it is, you know, these guys come to us and they're in incredible pain. Um, and now they're reporting to be a, a reduction of pain in, in major cases, you know, like to zero or, you know, maybe mm -hmm. a reduction of half or whatever. But, um, you know, that is in some cases is anecdotal until we can um, really collect some scoring from them. And that's what we're in the process of doing. Yeah, speaking of Frank, I've seen some pictures of him lately. He's really leaned out and he looks fresh. He looks rejuvenated. I mean, he looks like he has a lot of energy in face because when he did that last boxing round, you can hear him talk about on another podcast. I mean, that was a pretty uh, big fight for him. And uh, I know he had to go through some surgery stuff. He talks about it openly. And, uh, but I have to say, seeing him doing all these other business projects that he does, he looks really fresh and looks, very energetic and something must be working for him because he's, he's got to, you know, maintain business. He has many businesses, obviously be, being who he is and you've got to have support. And you, I remember you mentioned that you have a lot of celebrities and stuff coming down there, professional athletes. What do they, do they, do they come in with their teams and their entourage and you probably have artists, all kinds of stuff that come down there from all walks of life. Yeah, it depends on what level of celebrity um, you're you're referring to. So, I mean, like, look, look we have I'm going to have to be careful, you know, because some people have not released their name. So I'm not going to name drop NDAs, Right. Sure. Yeah. In, in general, um, you know, we've treated heads of state kings. Uh, they wow. come with a, a big entourage. Uh, oh you know, they, they don't stop at stoplights and they don't, you know, they, no. they rent out the whole hotel, not just a wing sure. or a room. Um, so in those cases, of course. Um, in, in most cases, even with our A-listers, they'll come with a security detail. We have, um, you know, specific um, uh, criteria that we have to follow. Sometimes we, um, you know, have scheduling issues where we're, you know, our patients are coming in during the week and the celebrities have the whole reign of the facility um, after <laughs> hours or on weekends, that kind sure. of thing. Um, but most of our people are, are, um, are with a companion, uh, whether they're celebrity or not. But, you know, we do suggest that you come with a companion because it is a medical tourism type uh, treatment. Uh, most of our, our treatments are non-invasive. So you have a lot of downtime. You have some time to go explore the city or do some tourist stuff. Um, but yeah, everybody comes with some level of entourage, whether it's one companion or five. Um, but uh, it's it's one of the things that I, I will say, and I, I don't know that we mentioned yet, but we're in Medellin, Colombia. Right. Medellin is, uh, well, for one, that's the way the locals pronounce it. Everybody else knows. Medellin. Medellin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've just been down here so long that, uh, you know, that that's the way you, you pronounce it when you're here. So, um, but every other, even Spanish speaking country, certainly English speaking countries know it as Medellin, um, which is, you know, I got a violent reputation from back in the, the drug yeah. days with uh, Pablo Escobar back in the eighties and nineties. Sure. Uh, that 
that history is well in the rearview mirror. It's a very safe place. It's a beautiful city. Um, so, you know, people typically are a little bit more scared before they get here. So they, they come with an entourage, so to speak. <laughs> Once they get here, they're like, whatever, what the heck? Not a, no, not a big relax deal. And they go, oh man, I, now you, now, once you've been here, you know, there's places in the United States that are much more dangerous uh, that you wouldn't walk around at at night where it's, it's not like that as much here. So that's good to hear for the folks listening. Hey, here's a question. How has the military experience been with your, your treatment with PDSDs and stuff like that? So, you know, we, we do have a lot of veterans that come in, um, our company, I mean, look, we're very fortunate to be in a place where we can help give back to veterans. You know, veterans and their families have given so much to uh, the United States and, and countries all around the world. So uh, we are a global company. We treat vets from all around the world. But, um, you know, specifically looking at veterans in the U.S., uh, we have a lot of high profile veterans that have come in and had some great success. Um, guys like uh, Omar, uh, they call him Crispy, um, you know, affectionately because he was unfortunately uh, hit with an IED in, uh, I think it was like 2007 in Iraq and um, over 70, 80% of his body was burned. Uh, you know, he's had hundreds of surgeries and uh, including amputations. And, and so he was just, he was a mess um, and he did all that for our great country. And so um, we're very fortunate to be able to give back to guys like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to report. And if you check out our YouTube channel, there's some great testimonials of him and other veterans that have had some remarkable results. Um, he, I believe he heads up a, a cool organization, Black Rifle Coffee. Are you familiar with Crispy? Very yeah. familiar with Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they give back to, their whole organization gives back oh. to vets and first responders um, but so, you know, he had great results. We have other guys like Jesse Gould, who was a, a U.S. Army Ranger who uh, had a lot of orthopedic issues just from normal wear and tear, bumps and bruises. And, and the thing that we see in both these guys and all of our veterans and all of our high impact athletes is something that you touched on, Mark, is, um, you know, PTSD. A lot of times that is expressing symptoms that are that are actually more concussion related and um, potentially CTE. So we've pioneered a treatment uh, that is an intrathecal treatment that, that passes stem cells uh, through the blood-brain barrier that we believe helps um, not only in, in reduction of uh, inflammation, but also stimulating repair and, and neural pathways so that it could potentially help the, uh, you know, the onset of CTE in the future. So we have a program where we give that treatment to veterans and uh, we're, we're very fortunate to be able to do that. So, yeah, we get a lot of vets that are down here. So the word must be getting out with the vets. So it's better than uh, drinking alcohol and popping pills. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, OK, so Jesse Gould, who I just mentioned, he, yeah. he runs a, uh, an organization called Heroic Hearts Project that is uh, specifically focused for veterans and talk to Black, about Black Rifle. And we have other organizations um, in the veteran community that um, their leaders and, and, and followers have all come to. So yeah, the word is out. It's awesome. part of the reason why we're on a, a six, six month plus wait right now. Wow. Six month wait. Holy smokes. That's awesome. Uh, you know, not for the patients <laughs> that need our services right now. It's not, but you know, for the company, right. it's great. Sure. So, you know, you, we mentioned covered a lot of stuff, Frank Mirror, PS, uh, veterans with PTSD. What is on the horizon for Bioaccelerator, what 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 is the big vision as a CEO of this company? Where you, where are you driving the ship to? 
Yeah, good question. So, I mean, first off, we we are, we want to get this into the into more hands. Um, you know, as as a big kind of moonshot goal. Besides, um, you know, making a hundred the new sixty. Uh, besides that, I would like to get this into the hands of as many people as possible. This technology, it's some of the most advanced in the world, but it's very expensive to administer. Um, so, I would really like to try to get the prices down to a, a little bit more reasonable place. Um, scale the business, maybe have some insurance companies look at this and realize that, hey, we're actually going to save money by helping our, our people get well instead of, you know, putting them on drugs and surgery and and, and all the side effects that occur there. Um, so that's a little bit more of a moonshot goal. But to answer your question simply, we're going to expand into some other countries that have favorable regulations with, to stem cell. Um, we're going to continue to try to treat as many patients as possible and make a difference in Every individual's lives, uh, like we do on an everyday basis here, and then you know we really want to come back home and, and penetrate the U U.S. market. Um, the FDA has to really take a hard look at good companies, clear the field out of the bad actors. That's good. We're we're, we're on board with that. Um, so we support you in in your skepticism of the market because there is you know there is a lot of misinformation out there. Um, but then you know once you do that. Let's let's get the good companies in there to help as many Americans as possible. And that's where we want to be, Mark. We want to be back home in the United States, helping as many Americans as possible. What are the misconceptions? I know I've read, read your the Maxim article you did, and that was a great article, by the way. What are the misconceptions of your treatment? Where does it come from? Is it uh, from people that donate blood or what's where, where does the product derive from, from donations well, or something? Yeah, it started. Yeah, you're right. Locations is one of them. I'll get to that. But it started back in the early 2000s with George Bush. There was, you know, there was a, an evangelical outcry about the research that was being done, being done in laboratories. And it was because of some unethical sourcing of, of stem cells. And back then it was the embryonic stem cell. And, and okay. really, the only way to get that is, is somewhat unethical, right? So um, we moved way past that. Nobody does that anymore. So we don't use embryonic stem cells. What we do is uh, we have a healthy mother and a healthy baby that go home and live healthy lives together. Okay. But what they do is they, they donate that umbilical cord, that healthy umbilical cord to great scientific companies like ours. Okay. And now we're, now we're able to help hundreds, if not thousands of people from that donation and um, so there's nothing unethical. It's the exact opposite. They you know, donate it. After yeah, the birth is taken, the baby's healthy, go home with yep. the mommy. And yep. then here, here you go. Yep. Put it in the tube, protect it, sign it, whatever you got to do medically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the controls are much more rigorous than, you know, even a blood transfusion. So, it, uh, it, so okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you put it in simplistic terms and I'm not going to get into the details, but it's of course not. <laughs> it's very, it's very, very safe. Um, you know, okay. much more so than like I said, even a blood transfusion. But um, you know, that that was one of the reasons that the media picked up on this unethical um, you know, type sourcing. And it just has become a hot button uh with the media, and it's a sensationalized way to get some clicks. So they're still kind of on that topic, which is just it's not even true anymore. So okay. when I get those calls, I, I kind of laugh them off at this point. Sure. The other, the other part is the sourcing, which I think you are starting to talk about the internal sourcing, which some companies are doing and they're taking 
adipose tissue. So they're taking fat from your body from somewhere, um, typically, you know, the uh, abdominal area, um, or they're taking bone marrow where they have to take this big needle and puncture your iliac crest and suck out a bunch of bone marrow. And then um, the, the techniques are very antiquated where you essentially just set, spin it in a centrifuge and repurpose it into your own body. Um, there's some, you know, some mild efficacy with that, depending on what you're treating, but that is not the high level science. Uh, and, and that's what is being circulated and, and allowed to be circulated in the United States. And it's okay. You know, they're, they're, it, it, a lot of the companies are doing good things for people with very low level uh, indications and, and diseases and, um, and, and they're getting some results with it. So more power to them, but that's not what people with serious disease need. That's not what people in chronic pain need. That's not what people with neurological conditions or spinal cord injuries need. Um, and so when those companies administer that low level science to people with severe disease, now it's, it's really just um, a, a ripoff in a lot of cases because it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another question I got for you. What, what can you tell us about the UFC champs going down there? What kind of stories are they revealing to you from their treatment? Like, uh, you know, we mentioned Frank and Bella, for example. Yeah. So, you know, Frank has been down here a couple of times. Uh, he's, he's an amazing guy. I've, you know, fortunate enough to spend a lot of time with him. So, um, you know, he's after his first treatment, he reported um, a, a major reduction in pain and an increase in mobility, which helped get him back into the gym, which also helped get him that, that last fight. Uh, and even though he was supposed to come back as a uh, second part of his protocol, he called me and said, Hey, you know, I, I feel so great now because of that first treatment, I'm going to take another fight. Um, wow. and that happens all the time with, uh, our, our injured UFC athletes, or we treat everybody. We have NFL current and former, you know, we have guys in uniform now that are at the, the, the top of their, the top of the league. Uh, we have former hall of fame, champs like Warren Moon and uh, Jim McMahon, you know, two, oh, yeah. two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, wow. um, Super Bowl champion uh, uh, quarterbacks uh, and, and all throughout. So soccer and baseball and, and all. But if because you asked and we focus on the UFC, there's not many people holding UFC belt that haven't been to us or, or are, are on our docket. Um, you know, Kar Kamaru Usman is, is one of our champs, um, uh, TJ Dillashaw, uh, one of the baddest women on the, on the planet, uh, Chris <laughs> Cyborg is, is one of our champs. She's been down a lot. Uh, and I, I could keep going on and off former champs, sure. past champs like Chuck Liddell and, uh, lots of UFC guys love us because it is a secret weapon also. Um, oh, of course, you know, we, we, we don't use it as performance enhancement, but when you're recovering from an injury, it really does help you recover from the injury. So it is a secret weapon. Well, I got a question for you. I have a bad back from the Marine Corps and I pulled some disc one time I was shoveling and all of a sudden it felt like a pop in my back. And I'm like, what the heck was that? I couldn't move for a month and I had to let it I rebuild myself. And once when I get up in the morning, I just can't sit like I am now. And I'm like, well, do I, do I have to go to back surgery eventually or was your treatment really actually do something to rejuvenate that disc down there? Is that kind of the idea behind what you guys do? 
Yeah, that's certainly a specialty of ours. That's one of the things that might be a differentiator for our clinic versus maybe another like in Panama. Uh, uh, which is, you know, they're, they're a great, fantastic facility. If you're going to go anywhere besides us, go there. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they don't specialize in spine and disc like we do. Um, okay. and, and this is also a reason that I think the FDA is really trying to clear out the, uh, uh, the, the stuff that's going on in the United States because sure. – in, in the United States, you don't have neurosurgeons doing these treatments. You typically see a, a chiropractor and a nurse practitioner with, you know, you know maybe another type of physician um, that are running the clinics. And, and you know, th- that's great, but you can't be experts in all. Uh, and, and one of the advantages to being in South America is, number one, you have great a great medical system. You have U.S. trained doctors. You have a, a more familial approach where they're not just going to check a couple boxes and prescribe you drugs and surgery, they're going to spend some real time with you and try to get to the root cause. But the other point I'm getting to is that, you know, we can afford to have a full staff of neurosurgeons and orthopedic surgeons and internists and epidemiologists and emergency physicians. And, and, and so we have the capability of injecting directly into spine and disc and and doing some um, a little bit more invasive, but high level treatments that a lot of other clinics cannot do, especially for the same price. So this is a competitive advantage, but it's certainly something that our patients love about us because we have great results. It's probably the thing that we have the best results. With.